Welcome to Flyover Footy, everyone. My name is Matt Baker, here with a special look previewing the Real Salt Lake game that will open the 2024 MLS season for St. Louis City. I'm joined by a very special guest from the RSL show in Salt Lake, Alex Napolis. Alex, thanks for joining me, and how are you? Hey, Matt. Thank you for thanks for the invite, and we're doing good. We're getting ready for, for the new season to start. 2024 is upon us, and I'm ready for some soccer, ready for some football. There's a lot going on for both of our clubs. So before we get into Ralph Salt Lake, what St. Louis fans can look forward to and how you feel last season went, can you tell us about a little bit about RSL show and what you guys do? Yeah, so I work for the RSL show. Um, we um, are associated with a, a local news affiliate here, um, KSL Sports. And so we just help out with all the coverage, Real Salt Lake. We try to pump out YouTube content. We try to do the podcast just to bring you analysis and, and our thoughts on Real Salt Lake, how everything's going, how they're doing. Um, like to go out and do some interviews with with the players so that way the fans um, kind of get a feel for who the players are, get like an inside look at to, uh, at to the guys on the team. And so we just try to bring the best RSL content out that there is out there. Fantastic. How long have you guys been doing this? So they've been doing it for, I think this is their ninth season. Right. Um, I just barely started doing this two years ago. Awesome. Awesome. And how do you guys, uh, how do you guys enjoy it? Do you enjoy covering the team? Is it uh, frustrating? Is it exciting? It depends on how they're doing. Results, uh, <laughs> results matter. Fantastic. Well, let's look at let's look at some of those results. So last year, setting the stage for RSL because it's the first match of the MLS regular season for us. You, of course, will be playing Inter Miami this week to kick things off for all of MLS. So before we look into 2024, tell us a little bit about last year. RSL finished with 50 points, 11th place in the Supporter Shield, fifth in the West. You exited the MLS Cup playoffs in the first round against Houston, the same team that eliminated you from the U.S. Open Cup in the semifinals and had a round of 16 Leagues Cup exit to LAFC. So how do you view 2022? Was it a successful year? And what are some of your takeaways? Last season was an interesting year, um, mostly because Arsenal didn't start off very well. Um, started off with the, some pretty a pretty poor lo- losing streak. Um, I think got beat by Columbus 4-0, got beat by St. Louis 4-0 back-to-back. Um and then all of a sudden things just kind of got better and better. And there was like this upward trajectory for us Lake and that really, really positive and a really good summer. And everybody was hopeful that, Hey, maybe, you know, we're a step away from an open cup. We're a step away from maybe potentially doing something in the league's cup. And then it all just kind of went downhill once we lost Pablo Ruiz in the midfield. And luckily we still qualified for playoffs. Um, and that fifth place sucks that we didn't get that top four spot for, for some home field advantage, but Ended up going to Houston, and, and Houston last year was just our kryptonite. We couldn't seem to get over the hump of the Houston Dynamo. Hopefully we don't have that same issue this year as we face the Dynamo first in Champions Cup and early in the season. How do you feel RSL progressed throughout the year? You mentioned a tough start. Uh, I believe, if I recall correctly, Chicho Arango was signed in the midseason transfer window. So do you feel like, at least from St. Louis, we had an issue of kind of petering out a little bit at the end of the year. There's a, a large feeling. Do you feel like you withstood the MLS season and, and went into the playoffs a little stronger than you started at least? Some players for the most, some players for sure. Um, there's obviously the the rise of Diego Luna um, and he kind of took over the team in the playoffs, uh, mostly due to the fact that Chicho Arango was injured heading into that playoff um, match against Houston. 
Diego Luna really stepped up, took the team, uh, put the team on his back. And I think he had like a goal in each of the last like four games of the season last year. And so a lot of the youth, I think, took a really big step. But there were some players on the defensive side of the ball that um, kind of took a step back after after some tough perform- uh, performances. So let's look at some of those players between 2023 as we transition over to 2024. I don't know how you would you describe there's been a lot of turnover in the team because I know there's been some key players that you guys have seen walk. But at the same time, you mentioned Chicho Arango, the health on that Diego Luna, the ascension of him. What's your overall take on the roster going into this year for RSL? Going to the roster this year, I feel I feel optimistic about it Um, again because of how much young talent RSL has been able to to bring in. we lose Demir Krylak, which is a big piece to lose. He's, he was the captain. He was the leader. Um, we lose Jefferson Saverino. Um, we lose a lot of key players in the attack, uh, but we replace him with a young guy like Fidel Barajas, who's coming from the USL, um, who kind of has a similar path of what Diego Luna has taken to get to Major League Soccer. Um, there's a lot of there's there's a lot of younger guys coming out of the academy that have me optimistic for for their potential. Uh, on replacing those pieces that we lost. So would you describe RSL as a, a good developmental organization where some some teams in MLS obviously like to make big, splashy signings, uh, others develop well, and some are a mix? How would you describe RSL? Over the course of the last couple of years, it's gotten better. I think for, for a while there, um, our best academy players were kind of poached by by European, European clubs. Uh, you look at the Booth brothers, and you look at a few others who have kind of left – um, and they kind of left this hole where not a lot of players were coming out of the academy. But now I feel like there's a bigger emphasis and a bigger look at players to come up and potentially be a part of the first team. There there was a lot of young debuts last season. Like I said, there's some interesting young signings coming in this year. And so de- 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 development of the younger guys has been a bigger emphasis for ourselves this season. Talk a little bit about Diego Luna. I think that's the player that everybody knows is starting to get more familiar with and is potentially the most exciting player that you guys have on your squad, at least from a national team perspective. Um, what do you feel about Luna? What does he bring to the club? And what are you expecting from him this year? For when he came in, um, for right from the get-go, he was already a very mature for for this 18-year-old kid, uh, guy coming out of the USL. And he's we've just slowly, slowly seen him progress and get better and get better. And at, he, he took miles. Uh, he took steps in big miles last season, uh, kind of, like I said, taking over the team and, and being a, the focal point of the attack. And I think this season we're expecting something similar, and he is expecting of, it, of himself as well. Now he's getting looks from the national team, and so he wants to – uh, he wants to carry the load for Real Salt Lake. He wants to be the guy with the most assists. He wants to be the guy with the most goals. He wants to uh, create for this team. And you just, as a fan, you just love to hear that from from a guy like Diego. On the designated player front, I know Demir Krylik, I believe, had a DP slot that he occupied, and now he's gone. I you don't you haven't replaced anybody uh, for that slot yet. Is there anything on the horizon? Because in addition to previewing this first match. You know, we have the whether it's the the good luck or the bad luck misfortune of playing each other twice early in the season. Any news on potential future DP signings for RSL? 
as of right now, it doesn't look like those there hasn't been any rumors or anything floating around on filling in uh, the DP slots. We just signed Matt Crooks, um, but he will he will probably be a uh, high level Tam, low level DP. Um, but there's still that room to bring in someone who can potentially replace that DP level that, um, you know, Demir Krylak had last season that um, Jefferson Zavarino had last season. And so there's there's still that hole in that attack. But again, we're we're looking at guys like Diego to kind of step up and fill in that role. Where do you look for Diego Luna to play on the field for RSL? I've, you know, put stock into Matt Doyle's analysis on MLSsoccer.com. He thinks it might be a winger position. How do you see Diego Luna as well as Matt Crooks uh, sliding in for RSL this year? So I think uh, looking at it on paper, Matt Crooks will most likely slot into that 10 position sitting under Chicho um, while Diego Luna sits out on the wing. But it's going to be it, – it's they're almost asking the winners, the wingers to be inverted wingers. They're going to be cutting inside a lot. They're going to be free roaming into the midfield to try to create – not only from Luna's side, but also from what's potentially going to be Andres Gomez's side. They're going to slide in. They're going to be inverted wingers, and Matt Crooks will kind of peter out to fill in that uh, the role once they cut inside. But it's all the it's all very fl- free flowing and, and free roaming in all three spots there in that midfield. I think we're very familiar on the St. Louis side with that free-flowing attacking third in our our four-man attack. But how does RSL look to come out this year formation-wise, tactics? You mentioned some inverted wingers. What's the formation you're expecting from RSL, and how do you see that being implemented? So thanks to the new assistants that that we just brought in, um, the whole tactical side of, of RSL is looking a lot different this season. Um, a lot of the assistants have, have come in with new ideas, um, new ways to play. And so it sounds and looks like Pablo Mastrani will be implementing almost a 4-2-3-1. But like I said, that three is just going to be very free-flowing, uh, inverted wingers style Um on the attack and defensively, we'll, we'll probably bunker down and it almost look like a back five with with players sliding back and kind of c- coming back to help defensively. And so it, it, it'll be interesting to see with the first game against Miami, kind of how that looks on the pitch. Um, but yeah, w- with the new assistant coaches, we're, like I said, new new tactics and, and new formation coming in for Real Salt Lake this season. Is RSL primarily a, how would you describe them? Counterattack, pressing, low block? Usually, like last season was was uh, usually counterattacking football. Um, this season, I, th- I think it'll be a, a, a little bit of the same, but, but again, kind of differently as they want to play more direct, more through the middle, rather than just booming it on the wings on the counterattack, um, as we've seen RSL do in the past. And so, again, it's just going to be, Interesting to see what it all looks like when it's all on the pitch uh, come opening game. Opening game. What have you seen out of RSL this preseason so far? Anything overly exciting? Anything concerning? Or how would you describe their play from what you've been able to see? Defensively, I still think we need to fix things up in the back line. Um, defensively, I think they're... there's room for improvement. Sometimes, at you know, at times there was... Uh, moments where you know we almost had an own goal scored on a back pass in in our second preseason match um and so defensively i think things can be fixed up a little bit but attacking wise things are looking really well with the kind of like i said that free-flowing midfield diego luna has already played some really nice through balls to get anderson julio who has three goals in three matches in the preseason already um 
And then Fidel Barajas coming off the bench in those preseason matches has also been a spark, and he's even scored his first goal as well. Are there high expectations for Barajas? I know coming in from USL, which seems to be a pipeline, like you mentioned earlier, on a, I think I read a $250,000 transfer fee. What are the expectations for him early in the season especially? Early in the season, I expect him more to be kind of a rotational piece. I expect him to come off the bench, get minutes off, the, uh, you know, kind of slowly implement him into MLS play. Similar to what Diego Luna did when he got here. Diego Luna at first was playing, you know, 10 minutes off the bench uh, per matches, um, kind of easing him into MLS play a little bit. But once once he took off, he took off and he kind of took that starting position, made it his. And I expect something similar to happen to Fidel Barajas. Um, he's a guy who can play on the wing, on the right wing, on the left wing. He can play in the middle at the 10. And so the minutes and the opportunity will be there for him to, to again, ease in to MLS play. But I think similar to Diego Luna has already set the path of what we kind of want for Fidel Barajas. And so I think once Fidel Barajas is eased into MLS, he's going to win one of those spots um, and he's going to be a, a very good player. All right. Now, beginning of the seasons are always difficult to project what's going to happen. But what are your overall expectations given the finish last year for 2024 Real Salt Lake? I think expectation wise RSL needs to be aiming again for one of those home advantage playoff spots I don't think I think anything less would be not only a disappointment for the club but I think a disappointment for for the fans um, RSL will be looking to get one of those top four spots and again I think they're good I think they're gonna do something similar last season as they want to get far in the champion or in the open cup they want to get far in the league's cup in order to to start playing some Champions League football again. Uh, this club has talked about wanting to get back to that stage uh, as St. Louis is this year. And so one of those one of those spots, whether it's winning Open Cup, whether it's winning Leagues Cup, or you know making a deep rub in the playoffs, I think that's where Arsenal's going this season, wants to go this season. And then bringing it back to the beginning of the season where we play each other twice, do you see the overall starting 11 as the strongest possible RSL can roll out given the roster that currently exists or are there some injury concerns or are there some players that we might not see as much of in these first few weeks? So far, it looks like the clubs coming or the team's coming in with a healthy bill of health. Um, and so I mostly, um, mostly expect to see Zach McMath and goal as we've seen him in the last couple of seasons. I think the back line is looking the right back position is a question mark for me. Um, we have a couple players who can kind of step into that position, whether it's Andrew Brody, whether it's a McAnelly. Um, we'll see kind of what the club rotates at that right back position. I think the center backs are locked in at Justin Glad and, and Vera. I think the left back, we just brought a new left back in Alexander Katranis, and he's look, he looked pretty good in the couple few minutes that he took in the preseason. And so it'll be interesting to see, again, if they decide to go with Oviedo or new left back Katranis. But I think anything from the midfield up is kind of already set in stone, whether it's going to be Pablo Rees or Heda in those two pivots. It'll be probably, I don't know if Matt Kirks will be ready by the time we play St. Louis. And so that 10 is a little bit of a question mark for me, whether Luna slides in there and Michael Chang or Barajas get a start on the wing. We'll see what, we'll see what happens there. But I do think Andres Gomez starts on the right. And then, of course, up top, Chicho Arango, the DP9. What is your opinion on fixture congestion early in the season, RSL having a match on Wednesday and then turning around so quickly on Saturday? How how have you seen that approach last year? And do you think that the poss- the strongest possible starting 11 will be able to roll out on both games? 
it'll be in, uh, it, it's interesting again because you know leagues cup open cup everyone's trying to fit in everything so we can have those breaks to do leagues cup to do uh open cup and, and so having these like back-to-back almost where where you go to the midweek to to travel to miami then you go to st louis it'll it's interesting having them so early in the season because you know the guys aren't used to it yet the guys are just barely getting into the rhythm of 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 going 90 minutes the guys are barely getting into the rhythm of going full practices all week and so i i do expect them to be to be a little bit of rotations um but not too much and even if they do i think last season our pablo master and the Arsenal did a good job of managing the rotations of of putting out players to to attack certain teams going into the open cup and then bringing out a whole different 11 going into league play. Um, and so I expect something Pablo Mastroeni to kind of manage the minutes a little similar to what he did last season. Uh, but nonetheless, it, it, again, it'll just be interesting to see where the guys' fitness are so early in the season. I think we have the same issue going on with that. Multiple matches in a few weeks. So how do you see RSL stacking up against the St. Louis City side who prides themselves on the high press and the counterattack? Last season... You know, I think it was three one when we when we went over to St. Louis, yeah. uh, with with two goals from Demir Krylak. Uh, it'll it's 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 going to be a little bit different, I think, because you guys are a little bit more healthy, right? I think that second trip, Joel Klaus wasn't available for you right. guys, and, and I think Joel Klaus had a phenomenal game here at America First Field when you guys came to to Sandy. Um, and so it'll be interesting to see kind of how that dynamic goes. Um, Arsenal, obviously have that game with Miami before. Um, so it'll, it'll be fun to kind of see these two teams stack up because I'm, I'm on the side where I'm like, I don't know where Cincinnati lands this season. So it'll be fun for me. Yep. So scoreline predictions. Um, I won't hold you to how you think you're going to perform against Miami as we're talking before that game. But as you look to (laughs) St. Louis, regardless of how you perform there, how do you see this one playing out in St. Louis to start our MLS season? I'm going to go my prediction for the St. Louis match. I'm going to go one, one. I think, one, a one, one. I think a one, one draw start off the year um, would be, would be a good result away from home. Who, who are you pegging for the goal in that one? We'll go Luna. We'll, we'll throw Diego Luna in there. I think he's going to be difficult for us to stop. Alex Napolis from the RSL show. Thank you so much for joining us. Is there anything else you'd like to add or um, how could our listeners follow you guys on social media? I know you guys do a fantastic job covering your club. Yeah, so if you guys want to shoot us a follow, you can just head over to X to Instagram at RSL Show. Um, you can also subscribe to us on all the Apple po- or on all the podcast uh, services. Um, you can also go to kslsports.com and listen to the podcast there. But any social media at RSL Show, and we'll be there. Alex Napolis from the RSL Show, thank you so much for joining us here on Flyover Footy. Really appreciate your time, and I know we'll be talking soon. Hey, man, thanks for the invite, and happy to be here. All right, we'll talk to you later. Hey, see ya.